Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine St. Clair. All aboard! Welcome to a brand new episode of Crazy Train with the one and only mwah, Jasmine St. Clair. So I know that a lot of you love it when I bring on, you know, friends from the 90s, especially gorgeous ones. So this one had always stuck out to me during the 90s because of her eyes. And I think my favorite film of hers would be Designer Bodies, but she looked like a supermodel. So every time I saw Nikki Dial, I'm like... This girl is off the cover of like French Vogue, American Cosmopolitan, or something really exotic, but she still looks the same. Super drop dead gorgeous. So let's welcome Miss Nikki Dial to the show. Hi. What a shout out you got on Billions. My God. <laughs> I, I listen, I was so touched. I It made my day. I got the biggest kick out of it. I mean... Who gets that? So I was very, very honored. That was nice. Yeah. Well, whoever thought of that has a very good taste in um, adult film stars, especially like, and you and Ro like Rocco Sofredi, he was so hot. Now, I never had that opportunity in my life. What? I mean, what was that like? Seriously, was he a nice person? Okay. Yeah. I had the best experience with him. He was such a gentleman. He was so nice, so accommodating. Um, but here's a fun fact that I didn't know I was going to ruin it for every, I had at the greatest time I came, I, you know, I, I loved it, but I had a bladder infection from him. No, I, at that, I, at that right then I, I knew I had a bladder infection while before I did the scene. I was like, I had, I went to the, and so I had to do it anyway, because I was there. So it wasn't the most comfortable on the inside, but he made it. I mean, it was amazing. And I thought I had this bladder infection and his, he's rather large. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but but it, had, it was probably one of my favorite. He was, he was like uh, whispering Italian in my ear. Oh, this was great. Yeah, I swear, like, I'm having an orgasm just thinking of Rocco Sofredi speaking Italian in the air. I mean, usually, like, when I lived in Europe, so most of my boyfriends were uncut, obviously, but the thing is, they are so big, so I could understand a whole bladder infection during the scene, or, like, going through with the scene, and just like, all right, I'll deal with all this shit later. <laughs> I was like, I'll put that to the side. Let me focus on you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's once in a lifetime. There, I'm sure that there are women that pay for that experience. But you've oh. got a lot of stuff going on. I mean, you came back sort of in a way with loyal fans, right? Um, only fans. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I just I just picked up loyal fans um, last week. So yeah, I came out with. Uh, well, first I came back on my just on social media. It's just like a hey, um, I'm back. Soft opening. Uh, just wanted to get my I, there was a lot of rumors floating around about me um i kind of wanted to squash by not really addressing them directly but just by by being out there 
Um, so that was fun. And I got a lot of feedback from that. And then I, I set up my OnlyFans and, and that's been up for almost a year. It's incredible how the business has changed. I mean, you're one of um, you're one of the biggest contract girls of the 90s with Vivid. Right. Yeah, I was definitely a 90s Vivid girl. I um, but, you know, back then, I just seen like everybody that was signed where they were so glamorous and beautiful. And I was in awe. You know, I was looking at like Janine and Ashlyn Gear and Christy Canyon and Savannah was actually like in the tail end of that. Um, and Raquel Darian. So they were just I was it was a great experience for me. Well, I think if Raquel had darker hair, and I think she did at one point, you guys could be doppelgangers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard that a lot. Like, you could be sisters. Yeah. A lot of these girls have disappeared. Like, I've reached out to a few, yeah. like Dominique Simone. Um, yeah. I speak to Taylor, Wayne. How did you actually get involved in adult in that time? That's funny. Um, I moved out to California when I was 17. Oh, the day after I graduated high school, I was on a plane and I, I ended up being homeless in LA. Oof. Um, and, and so I, I, I worked at a bondage club and with the day I turned 18, I thought <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I didn't know what it was. I'm 18. I'm from like Podunk, Pennsylvania. So I, I answered an ad and I met, I remember, I don't know if you do, are you familiar with Ben Franks? Remember Ben Franks when I used to be on Sunset Ballard? I know the like name. Sunset Plaza yeah. Drive. Was it by the rainbow? Now, now I don't know that. <laughs> the rainbow was the hot, like, rock and roll hangout. Right. I yeah. remember the rainbow, but I don't know where it was in reference to Ben Franks. But I, I met him there and he didn't believe that I was 18 and uh, he said well, let me see your ID um, so anyway I worked there for about six months and then I just kind of transitioned into um, movies I, I answered the, the ad in the LA Ex the LA Express back then they had the LA Express and I found uh, Pretty Girl International oh. uh, rep. he's since passed away but I answered the ad for him and then I went in to see him and the rest is history. So I well, guess the B and D place catapulted me to you know. Wait, that was a bondage place, Ben Franks? No, I'm no, I'm sorry. Ben Franks was a restaurant. Whew, right. Okay. Met him <laughs> at the 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 bondage place was called oh God. I can't remember. The Chateau? Nope. Um okay. Something sixty nine. Something sixty nine. I'll, I'll think of it. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll get off the air. I'll probably. I'll think of it and I'll probably text you. Seventy nine sixty nine. No, I remember that. That was peanut. Wasn't that peanuts? I don't know what that was, but it's so crazy going down memory lane because I remember having Hi. sex with some guy. Uh, I think he had a mullet, which is like a step down. <laughs> but <laughs> he had like a crocus jersey on, right? And I was at the same concert. Oh, he was a European mullet. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. He was hot, but he had, but I don't think I'd have sex with a guy with a mullet now. Um, as opposed to back in. 
Right, but people don't get it. It's like a lifestyle. It's not just a haircut, right? And you got to have the lifestyle with it. So he was like a glamorous European mullet. I think he was in a... Oh, that's right. Now, he was in this band called Kingdom Come. Okay. And I was dating the guy from the Scorpions then. He did something stupid, like most guys do. And he pissed me off. And then the guy from Kingdom Kingdom Come was staying in his house... And that's how the whole thing happened. So I fucked okay. my guy's friend who was staying in his house. Um, just not on his bed, just for the record. So I, I, I do have some scruples about me. That uh, makes it all good. Right? Now, I got to ask you, is Victoria Principal working? I heard that actress Victoria Principal was working at a bondage club. Was she working at that club at that point? It, it was not her. Okay. okay. There okay. was one, but I, I'm not. I, I, I'm not gonna say it on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, there's a mainstream actress that I heard used to work there. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, I know but- they've done all kinds of work. Okay, interesting. Now, so then you get into the whole industry of like adult films. Was uh-huh. it what you expected doing your first scene? No. Okay. No. Why? Well, I, I, I did magazines first. So only magazines, only print. And I remember doing, uh, it was, I don't know what the magazine was for, but it was, it was with Christy Canyon. Uh-huh. Um, and we were doing this shoot and I was talking about, yeah, I think I want to, you know, do movies. I think I'm ready. She's, and she said, I don't know if I would recommend it, you know, for you right now. I was only eight, night, maybe eight. Yeah, I was 18 still. And, uh, I did it anyway. she was she didn't like down it or knock it she just said take some time and like really think about it she gave me some great advice um and uh, i'll never forget that yep that's that's what got me i did the i did the photo shoots first and i can't remember who i met exactly they got me but i know i went back to reb uh at pretty girl and i was like yeah i want to i want to do movies i want to Hey, you know, it's the way people made many feature dancing back then because girls would feature dance back in that era when we had these gorgeous outfits and everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know if they have that anymore. I don't know. I I always got yelled at. (laughs) Why? When I I did feature dance because, listen, I'm very much a tomboy and I'm, I'm very much like I'm not like frills and I'm just not that. So I would want to, I'd be like, I'm can I come out of my converse? And like, can I have like a, an outfit where it's like that? No, you absolutely cannot. So they used to kind of scold me for my lack of boas and, and frills and stuff, but that's okay. See, I didn't get it. Cause like, I, I like the outfits. Cause I thought the more ornate you were, the less stuff yeah. you'd have to do on stage. And I did not like, I never did pole work. I wasn't going up on a freaking pole only for it to like, oh, fall over. yeah, I love the pole. Right? <laughs> See, there you go. And you can like pull it and like spin around and do all that. I stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Me. I didn't really care. It was more like a shoe model sometimes and I could eat fire. So that was my whole thing. <laughs> Um, but I, 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 I was a shoe model completely on stage. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> Listen, everybody has their, everybody had their own thing. And I was just, oh, I, I just loved being on stage. Yeah. What do you think was like one of your most, um, like what was the one thing that drew you to the stage, like doing performances and interacting with people? Were you really interacting? Did you interact a lot with fans? I loved it. 
Listen, okay. if I could go back now and dance, I would. I I loved it. I loved being on the stage. I loved the lights. I loved all the people in the audience and um, interacting, teasing. And it's like, God, I'm an attention whore. And all eyes are on you, right? And it's just... You know, you have the spotlight. It was just fun. And I got to talk to the guys afterwards and give lap dances and sell stuff. And I really had a blast. I did it for almost seven years. Yeah, I think that, you know, after you and I got out of business, um, it's a different, it was a very different market for making money uh, after you did porn. Like it was feature dancing then. Then it evolved into more like privates and so forth with people. Okay, fine. But it kind of like ruined that whole mystique. I feel like once you could meet the girl that you jacked off to so dearly, okay, dancing great, but just the whole other personal experience where you become less, where you become more human to them. Yes. It just changed Um, the dynamics, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I can see see the the validity in that. Um, I think, I think a little, that might be what OnlyFans does. And now I think so. I think you become a little bit more human there because you can, you know, back then what you had to wait, you had to wait till the the VHS came out. (laughs) Then you had to wait till you went on tour and maybe see you at a club. But now people can get a whole, they can, they can like, you know, DM me on my OnlyFans. See, you're so much nicer than I am. I'm sorry. You really are. Did you ever do webcams? Huh? Did you ever do webcams? No. I don't even know how to do webcams. You're better off, don't worry. Because trust me, like I was kicked off a webcam. Um, they shut me down. I was like the guinea pig for Hustler at that point for their very first webcam. So you could imagine hiring someone like me to do that. Within 15 minutes, <laughs> I'm like, go fuck yourself, like blah, 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 blah. I was really horrible. And I was horrible at being, I was great at being horrible. But just really bad towards. I still love that. Yeah, I think I'm. Gonna, I, I think I'm going to go. Actually, I should be you doing should a dominatrix. Thank you. See, th- that's what my whole calling was to be a dominatrix. But I don't want to get paid for it. I just do it for free. No, you should get paid for it. Yeah, I would totally John Wayne Bob at someone for free. Um, but <laughs> it just depends who it is. Uh, now, getting back to the whole 90s era, that was like the golden age of porn, I think. Did you watch porn like prior to even getting into this? Or did you look at magazines? I I, did, I snuck it. Like I, I had to, <laughs> no, you know, and I was, uh, I'm going to really age myself. They had the, the cable box where they had the numbers that were lit. And you had to move, move the... I don't even know to the number. It was like a dot two, dot four, dot yeah. <laughs> and somewhere in the middle of the dots, if you caught it, you could see a blurred vision of a porno, or quickly you catch Playboy, and then it would go off. But then you, it, yeah. So I snuck it, <laughs> and, or I would, I would like sneak. I could see magazines, but I had never actually seen a porno before I did them. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's like, I saw one porno, but that was it. It wasn't voluntary. It had like hypatially. Randy Spears. She's gorgeous, right? Randy Spears and Peter North. 
But this is how smart people were who edited porn. At the end of the credits, where Peter North's face was, where he was like, ugh, just dumping that whole load, it yeah. said Randy Spears. Now, under Randy Spears' face, it said Peter North. Oh. So, yeah, fast forward to my first porno. Who do you want to work with? Oh, I want to work with Peter North. I thought it was this hot blonde hunk. He thought it was a... <laughs> and he came to pick me up because I first moved to L.A. And he has this nice car. I see this dark-haired buff guy. I'm like, wait, did you have blonde hair? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was lighter. I'm like, oh, shit. I had no idea. He had such a huge, like, a huge penis. And, like, it right, was... This is Randy Spears. They put... It was Peter yeah. North. I thought, like, the real Peter, Peter North. North has, he has a large... <laughs> I had no idea. And, like, Steve Earhart was doing my makeup at that time. And he, like, puts this ironing... This curling iron on the table. This is how big he is. I'm like, yeah. What a great first experience. Who was your first scene with? Gonna kill me. I don't even know. Um, oh no. American Built was my first movie. Okay. So, I guess I could go back and because so I guess it's, I'm I'm half okay by knowing the movie that American yes. Built. I didn't do too many amateur movies before I did because I was a contract girl for legend yes I remember them and then um I did some stuff for VCA and then I went straight to vivid so I did like I dabbled in a few things in between those um amateur wise but that was I don't really remember a lot of this yeah it's yeah. like there's so many performers that pass through the mill oh, and I I don't even know where half these guys are these days. Uh, but Vivid I, was definitely cream of the crop. Tony Tedeschi, he, I still, I kind of text him every now and again on Instagram. He was great, great to work with too. I liked him. And Tom Myron. Oh, Tommy. Yeah. I stay in touch with him. I just saw him at a wedding. Um, Rob Black got married for the second time. And I was at the wedding back in May, and I saw Tom. I didn't recognize him. He has, like, a big goatee. Uh, I can believe that, yeah. Yeah, he's no longer Ted Nugent. Okay. <laughs> it's a totally different thing. Do you think, like, let's say you were still doing adult. Like, there are a lot of girls that make these comebacks and are still mm -hmm. doing it even. Do you think you would enjoy doing films now versus back then? Like, do you know what goes into it now? They have, like, browsers, and it's just all over the web. Um, okay, so do do would I enjoy filming it or would I enjoy how it's marketed? Both. I would definitely enjoy filming it. <laughs> I think now more than I did back then, be, just because I'm I'm grown and I do what I want and I do who I want. So I feel like I would totally enjoy that. I don't have sex with. I don't fake come. You know what I mean? And that's, I'm a, I don't do that anymore. So marketing now and that I, that's a whole different can of worms. I would not, I don't know if I'd like that. Yeah. I used to see your box covers like you, Raquel Darian, Savannah. This is before I even got into the business. I'm like, yeah, wow, those girls were so pretty. Thing. What was your favorite box cover? A designer bodies. And, and Desire Bodies and Sodom and Gomorrah. What was that about? Was that like a parody? It was a parody, but the box cover was so beautiful. 
front and back. I, I, I so I love that one. So those two were my favorites. So I think with a lot of like uh, people want to know what it was like being under contract to Vivid because they hear so many different things like, oh, he didn't treat the girls right. Oh, we got a lot of great opportunities that were mainstream, of course. Um, so what was it like actually being a contract girl? What did it mean to you at that point when you just got signed to them? It's a big deal oh, or was it like, oh, whatever? It was a big deal. It was a big deal for a number of reasons. I didn't have to hustle. You know, um, I felt like I was at home. I mean, I was secured. I did. I think at that point we did one movie a month. Mm -hmm. And back then we did, we shot six or seven days for the movie. So you're sexy, two sex scenes in a movie. And, and then the rest of the month you would do promotional things and bought the box cover. And, you know, you could do other like photo work, print work. Um, I had a great experience. I, I was paid well for, especially for, you know, being back in the nineties and listen, Stephen Hirsch, I, I will say this. I have the utmost respect for that man and Marcy. Um, they never, I was like, I want condoms. Okay check you're fine with that never gave me any backlash for condoms or testing or what person I would and wouldn't work with and they were just like you know it's it's your body and they respected the the female body I don't think it was a Nikki Dial thing because I saw them and I can't speak for everybody but I did see them do that with other females you know they're like if you don't want to do it on scene don't do it you know, I don't know how it is today. I see a lot of like, you know, degradation with women and um, a little bit more hardcore, rough sex. And I'm not saying that's bad. I I'm into a lot of that. But um, back then it was just it was optional. And it was we didn't really get into that on, on film. I'm going way off topic. I no, you're not. That's fine. This is why it's like a crazy train. Like this, the reason this is even called crazy train, an ex of mine once said it's the Jasmine crazy train. It wakes <laughs> up and you don't know where it's, that's the only good thing that came out of that relationship. That specific <laughs> one is that, but it yeah. is. So you're allowed to go off topic, but yeah, she, uh, they were a powerhouse. They were. And oh, when I wanted to quit, um, mm -hmm. I went into Steven's office and I said, listen, I always said that I would do movies until it wasn't fun anymore and it's not fun and it, and it ha didn't really have anything to do with the business it had a lot to do with my personal life um but i said i i can't i don't i don't know if i can do this and he said well listen i'm not going to make you come in and have sex because that would be rape and so you are free to go no penalty no nothing i just wish you well if you're welcome if you ever want to come back and that was it I, I will never forget that day in his office. That is so, that's very classy the way he it did it. It was so classy. It was so, he was such a gentleman. You're like so much more mature than I thought because you were always the quiet girl. Okay. Uh -huh. I've never exchanged words with you back then, maybe a high in passing. Uh -huh. I think I had more words with Raquel Darian, like nice words, like, hey, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. But never that. And I just, 
I just quit companies. I just wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't show up. Like I call the makeup girl and say, hey, I'm not going to be there tomorrow. Don't say anything, but take work if you have something else. I try to call the male performers and I tell them, bless you. Uh, I tell them, go do something else. If you have anything else to do, okay. I'm not showing up. And that's how I quit working at companies when I was under contract. <laughs> it's scary. Then you've it's hard to quit. It's what? What is it? Passive Right? It's like family, like a toxic or some weird version of a nuclear American family somehow. I've been very um, lucky, fortunate, blessed, whatever you want to say, to be surrounded by really nice people. When I did movies, I even remember the first time I did like a major, major production. It had to be before I did, I was signed. And with Reb, I was with Reb. I, I dropped me. I didn't have a car. So they dropped me off at the movie and I walked in like, <laughs> what? Is... And I called him. I, cry, I was crying. I was like, you, you got to come get me. I can't do this. You have to come get me right now. And he said, Why? I'll be right there. Yeah. Why I mean, I, happened? I, I just was so overwhelmed by the amount of people on set and like the lighting and the booms and the talent and the, all of the people it, I get I mean it's not like that now you have like you know the guys have this like camera on their head and that's it you know <laughs> well what was that? what was it like was it a long script or something or a heavy script I didn't even get that far Jasmine okay. I, I walked in and I just saw all of the people that I would have to be having sex in front of oh my god and I I, I panicked I panicked it is stressful though, because like the yeah. first thing I ever did, they had to turn the camera because I'm looking, and it was a Peter North debacle. Uh, yeah, I still never had sex with Randy Spears, by the way. So that's like, oh, mm -hmm. I love having sex with Randy Spears. Really? Yeah. I did yes. I did. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. It, Unreal. Yeah. 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 I never had sex with Peter North, so I'm jealous of that. Well. Or no. Well, it yes. depends if you like a lot of <laughs> semen all over you, like squirting, like. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know why they called him the decorator. And then all oh, of a sudden it's like, oh, fuck. But he felt bad. He took me out to Tony Roma's to eat after. Remember Tony Roma's? Yes. And um, I don't even know if that's around. Uh, and people coming up to him like, hey, can I have your autograph? I'm like, what is the big deal about this fucking guy? Like, I saw him when I was 16 in one video, and now everyone wants his autograph. Then later on, you realize, oh, okay. He was a big deal. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. No. Did you ever work with Ron Jeremy? No. Okay. He was in a movie of mine, and they had asked me if I would work. <laughs> And I said, I will not. Um, so there's the the closest I ever got to his dick was I like I slapped it. And I was like, get that thing away from me. Because it was in the movie. It was written in. He pulled it out. And that's the closest I ever got to Ron. Yeah, he was yeah. an interesting character back then. And speaking of Ron, did you ever, and this is just because back then he'd get a lot of the girls into mainstream films. Did you ever have any mainstream opportunities back then, be it Ron, be it Vivid? I don't think I, I, got, I know I remember one time I got offered to do um, soap operas, but um, Spanish. 
Yeah. Because like they said, you know, you kind you kind of look like you could be Latina, and uh, I was like, I have I don't speak Spanish, like I I don't know anything, and they're like, that's okay, <laughs> and I I didn't do it. I I'm kind of mad that I didn't do it, but I never you got and I never got offered any any uh, other. Mm -hmm. You would have been perfect. I was, I was always so blind by, like, the opportunities. I, I, may, I may have looked past them, and I was just doing my own thing, and, you know. But no, I never got offered. I totally get it. I mean, you just don't see it, like, then. If anybody wants to, you know, hire me now, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you the thing with those. So, this is, I learned this the hard way. Um, so, my mom's side of the family is Brazilian, and when I was doing soap operas in Brazil, I didn't know that the later the show was on TV, the less clothes you wore. So <laughs> the first soap I worked on, I'm there like, have, I'm like topless. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take the earlier shows, I think. But let me tell you, those guys were smoking hot. Like, that's who I want to have sex with anytime. <laughs> I did not know you did that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like, I think when you leave adult, you get like, your life becomes more than that. Clearly, people know you from yes. that business, but you've had a life outside of there as well. Like, what did you ever want to become while you were growing up? That's if you ever really grew up. But did you have aspirations to be a I doctor? I, I don't know. Back as a kid, I wanted to be a speech pathologist. I don't know why. But... um when I, after I stopped movies, I, I did dance. I went back to school. I got my, my bachelor's in kinesiology, exercise science. And then I got my master's in professional counseling. Uh, so I've been a therapist, a family therapist and a drug and alcohol therapist for a number of years. And I, I really love that. That is interesting because Okay, most girls that I'm still friends with, I was friends with, I'm friends with another girl named Veronica Kane, and everyone knows that she's a nurse, okay? Mm -hmm. So do you think there's a correlation between girls that were once doing adult or some type of, um, I hate calling it sex work, but I that's think right. that's the modern terminology. Is there a correlation between that and wellness? And what do you think it would be, like with beauty, be it mental wellness, physical? I don't know. I can only speak for, for myself. Uh, I think I realized the, the benefits of mental health uh, and the wellness um, and stability and just being uh, grounded. And I, so I think that's not just, it stemmed from adult movies and I did not have a bad experience. And I, I've heard horrible, horrible experiences for women. And I, Part of me was like, I'm going to do this because I want to help, you know, women who are, were vulnerable and got, got into the wrong situation or whatnot. But, um, I also had a, you know, a slew of like personal debacles and <laughs> I, I really just wanted to help people. And so I think there is a correlation. I don't really know. I ha I'd be interesting to sit down and, and really um, pick that apart and see what it is. Uh, but I can, I can totally understand why people would want to go into like the helping field after being in the industry. Yeah. That's so yeah. interesting. Like one girl's it's... a nurse, another one's a nurse. One does skin. 
What does the other one do? Oh, then like my old therapist, because I had the super toxic relationship, the same guy that did the crazy train line. Okay. <laughs> that was like emotionally abusive. Like I ended up in a freaking battered women's shelter. And That's, it was like that, the worst yeah, experience. I'm, not, I'm sorry that you went through that. That's oh. I'm, so, I'm glad that you survived it. Yeah, it was like crazy. But um, the girl, the person that was my therapist was actually murdered a few years ago. And she would show up at XRCO Awards because she was focusing on mental health awareness for adult performers. You know, okay. you'd probably be the perfect advocate or the perfect mm -hmm. person for that. Plus, mm -hmm. you're so well-grounded and you're gorgeous. Like, nothing has, time has not, um, you know, has done, time never did you bad. That's all. Listen, like, oh, I, I, that, that's genetics. That's, thank my, my, my mom for that. What's your background? Um, Italian. Interesting. I think I have some Polish. I was also adopted, so I, th I believe Polish, oh. but... Um, I know a, a lot my Italian side, but I was adopted, so I wasn't raised Italian. That's a whole nother story. I know you're way too calm for that. Sorry about that, Andrew. Andrew, I think he's got to be part Italian or something. Um, they're like you. <laughs> he's very, people, I think they're super hot tempered, I think, for the most part. Uh, well, I, I have a temper. It takes a lot to get it going, but it doesn't, yeah. Now, during the adult years, what? did you have, did you ever date any celebrity that you would ever just mention by name? I did. I don't think it's a secret that I dated Corey Feldman. Are you serious? No, I it's honestly didn't know when we had that discussion the other day. I had like no I clue. I laid <laughs> I had no clue about that. How did yeah. you meet him? Um, I was living with, uh, my agent and his okay. wife and daughter at the time. I was kind of like more like a daughter to them, most family. And they said, you have a phone call on the landline at that time. <laughs> and I said, who is it? And he said, it's Corey Feldman. No, I actually think it might've been Dominique. Simone? Well, I think. Okay. You should ask her. I think it was her calling and said, hey, I have somebody here that wants to talk to you. And I said, okay. And it was him. And uh, and, and we st we dated for a while. Yeah. It was really? <laughs> yeah. That's so and, sweet. Uh, yeah. He, I have, I honestly, I, I, I know people say he can be kind of out there and um, I, I honestly have nothing bad to say, and not just because he, he was a big help to me when, and, and my thoughts of getting out of the industry at that time, um, he was in recovery and, um, I went to a, a couple of AA meetings with him and he just was so dedicated at that time when I knew him and Corey Haim was always around. They were best friends, and I know Corey Hamas has passed away, but um, yeah, he said he. I remember him looking at me, and he was like, "Nikki, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Don't you let anybody tell you you can't." And I and I was like, that, "That's awesome. Thank you." He was very supportive. That's so amazing. I know he he was he was sweet. 
God, it's like so sad when relationships end, especially when it's with someone that like believed in you for doing mm -hmm. more than you really could, that you can do and you did do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's, uh, we had a lot of fun. So, Where and I know he's happily married now. And hmm? Wait, he's still married? I think he's, he's married to a beautiful blonde woman. I wonder if that's still, I don't know if that's still going on. But I don't know. Now that you're telling me this, I visualize the two of you like at Universal Studios. Where was your favorite <laughs> date place? We went to Big Bear. Um, he used to like to go ski. I ran into trash cans. But <laughs> yeah, we did that a lot. He would just be like, let's just pick up and go to Vegas. Let's just pick up and go to Big Bear. We would stay in a lot at, at his house and just have like a night, a TV night or, yeah. He's just so normal. That's yeah. so amazing. My God. Yeah. I think that's such a sweet story. Um, it, yeah. Did he have a problem with your career? Like with you doing film? Did he ever try to make you stop? No. No. He only mentioned that I could do whatever it is that I wanted to do because I said, I don't know if this is what I want to do. And then I remember the day I was, God, I, the, the day I moved back home, the day when I quit making movies and made the decision to move back home to Pennsylvania, I uh, swung by his house on the way to the airport and uh, to say goodbye. And uh, he wished me well. Yeah. Wow. That is like so mature. I'm sorry. This is like way too mature and adult for me. I know. <laughs> there's, so much, there's so much about my relationship back then that people, well, I, I didn't divulge you know, yeah. a whole lot. Like you said, I was very quiet. Um, but yeah, I was dating somebody else who has since passed away. That's he, tough. Yeah. He, he was, um, well known. I won't, I won't say his name on mm -hmm. here, but, um, he was also very, very much supportive of my, of my decision to leave. That's a very, um, it's a very touching story. I like hearing stories like that. Especially when it's especially when it's like with what we would call um, a civilian. Not that he was a civilian, because he was very much a public person, you know. <laughs> and uh, it, it's always these people that are not in the business that are your firmest supporters in you doing whatever you want to. What was yeah. your turning point that made you quit? Uh, you know, I battle with, I don't, I don't think I've ever divulged this, but I battle with severe anxiety and panic attacks. Um, and back then they were, I, they were just starting. I, I didn't even know what they, what they were, how you, what are these called? How do you handle it? What's going on with my body? Um, and I was just under an intense amount of stress, uh, in my personal life that uh, I was getting a lot of pan I, they call it panic disorder, you know, now. So I just had to just kind of drop everything and go back home. So that's kind of, that's not kind of, that's why I left the business due you know, personal circumstances that led to panic disorder. And that's perfectly normal, you know, yeah. you just get out of these situations. 
I'm fascinated by the fact that you're actually homeless because after like post porn, okay, I was married for like a whole hot year. It's an LA marriage, of course. Oh, I was homeless living in an SUV that was stolen, by the way. Um, don't ask me who stole it. I don't know if the statute of limitations. Yeah, so it was, just, uh, it was a brand new stolen SUV that I stole. Um, that's another story. But uh, yeah, so, but I was living in this SUV for like three months. Like there's a zillion things I could have done to pull myself out of that, like easy yeah. ways out, which I didn't do. You know, I'm not going to call my mom. I'm not going to call friends. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But I lived like all up and down the coast, the different beaches, yeah. I could say. So I lived in Monterey. Monterey. I lived in California, everywhere. But you being homeless from a different town in LA, did you have that moment of like, shit, I just got to get back and go back home? Or did you just say, let me, let me see what happens? I never had, I never, I never had that thought like I got to go back home. I, I didn't, I, I don't know. I just didn't. I never called my family. They didn't know. They didn't know till years later. Um, I never called and said, hey, do you have like 50 bucks you could wire me? Mm -hmm. um, I just did what I, I had to do. And, and I think in the end, like hindsight, it really laid the groundwork for my mentality um, the rest of my life you know, life up until now, just like my, my saying, my saying that I go by is just keep fucking going, just keep going. And so I think I developed that back then. Yeah, well, you did for sure. I mean, I never would have, like, even the times I saw you, you never like a picture doesn't always tell a thousand words when no. it's on a box cover. It never does. No. Or a scene yeah. for that matter. Uh, did you ever, did you ever do it? No, <laughs> it depends. Because some of us fake it till we make it in those scenes. Um, did, was, did you ever date anyone that was in the adult film business? I did. Did you? <laughs> I just always thought like it would never work out if it's the both people doing the business. It's got to be only one, but not the other person. It didn't work out. Okay. Well, clearly, um, it was. Do you remember? Oh, I'm gonna remember Mark Wallace. Yeah, with the ponytail. Yeah, it was. I dated him. Wait, did he have a mullet? He didn't have a mullet. He didn't have a mullet. He just had long hair back then. He's good I looking. Did, I could see that. He was good looking. Um, ever and so that's what a lot of the rumors came from. They're like, oh, you must have AIDS. He, yeah. oh that's right the 90s that yeah. that scare yeah it doesn't yeah, no yeah I, mean, I never worked with him but i have friends that did and no one has no, no one got AIDS. no but no i i dated him there was like a at the avian awards one time there was this big big debacle much to do nothing between mark and Corey, and it was like this big drama you know thing yeah. blow out i just had a friend of mine mention that to me because i don't remember some things i have uh -huh. like um but do you remember ron hightower i remember him yes he was my best friend back then <laughs> he he was like my best friend and he said nick you remember the avians when all that shit went down between mark and Corey? It was uh, Oh, Mark proposed to me, but I was with Corey and Mark. It was just like, 
this big scene. I think I think security had to come and escort Mark out. <sighs> yeah. Wait a second. I heard about something. That was you. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, there was a big thing going on. Yeah. It was something with Mark getting into a fight with some other guy. But you're like the last person I would have pinned this on because you're like so normal and quiet. And I just couldn't see, but it, it kind of makes sense because mostly the most uh, the most level-headed women, for some reason, we get the drama. It comes to us. We don't invite it. And it's usually the boys right. that start it. It's yeah. always the boys. It's never our fault, just so everyone yes. knows that. So That's unreal. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, AVN was something else back then. I don't know much about AVN now, but that those parties were wild. Yeah, I never went to any of the parties. Mm -hmm. Um but the ABN Awards itself, I think, was it was like everybody got really dressed up, and it was you know it, it mimicked you know the awards, the straight mainstream awards. I don't know how it is now, but I can imagine the parties were crazy. I went to a couple, like only two, because I had a suitcase pimp boyfriend. That's what I call them, suitcase oh, pimp. Yeah. yeah. He was hot, but like, seriously, he dragged me to one party. I just had to leave. I'm like, why? Like, why? Why my hair? Oh, you? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I'm going. It's just, uh... yeah. I know. Only after like two years of dating, it's like an old married couple. It's like, why are you like, could you just not burp? Could you not do certain things? Like, I don't want to okay. know you're alive in the same room with me because I will strangle you. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those weird things. Do you feel as though like you have a hard time, uh, with civilian men, like, do you ever tell them what you did at first when you date? Or do you wait a little right while? Right off the bat. Yeah. Right off the bat, I tell them. Because if they can't handle that, then I don't want you. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure, you know, you're very well, you're smart, you're beautiful. So I don't understand why anyone would have a problem. And also, I'd love for them to hear it from me. I mean, it's not really, now it's a little bit different because I'm kind of, had a soft comeback but you know i was gone for 20 years and so it kind of everything died down but i wouldn't want them to hear it from somebody else i'd rather them hear it from me so i would i'd by like date two i'd say hey by the way if this offends you then we're probably not meant for each other make sure it's before you have sex with him and definitely uh, like after the nice dinner get the nice dinner in at first yeah than everything else um so you have exotica coming up are you looking forward to that i yes a hundred percent a hundred and ten i love exoticas um it's a really good chance for me to like meet the people that are on my only fans the people that had no idea that i ever made a comeback and they're they're the look on their face is like <laughs> like a kidney candy store um I, I'm on, I think I'm in New Jersey in November, and then I'm in Washington, D.C. in December again. What do fans, what could fans expect from you at the table? Like, do you sell stuff? Oh, yeah, I do. So I sell pictures, um, selfies with them, or pictures. I sell, I have, oh, God, I think they have five or six different, like, eight by tens that they can choose from. Um, so, and then, and then we have, I have t-shirts. What else I have this year? I don't know if I have anything else, but I have some some clothes, clothing items. Interesting. And do you yeah. have any of your old video slicks? I don't. I wish I did. I don't even know how to get them. I print them out, 
Like I have to, you know, from a picture on my phone or on something, then print them out. But I don't have the actual slicks anymore. I have some baseball cards that I have saved. I might bring those. They they had a little like four by six baseball cards. Oh, that's a lot of fun. But, I like yeah. that. I miss the slicks because I throw them out from the stage. Oh, yeah. They were so shiny, and I, I love those. I feel like I took a lot of those for granted because, like, now I want to find them. Then they're on eBay. It's like, who the hell are you selling my stuff right so, now? Like, give me know. back my shit because I don't like you, and you're making money off of me, and it's so I tough. It really I know. Is. I know. What What do could fans expect if they join your OnlyFans or loyal fans? Okay. Um, so I work full time. I'm, I always let everybody know this is like, I love OnlyFans, but it's also my side part-time job. Um, and I'm not like downing it or trying to not get people to subscribe, but um, it's just me. I run it. I, it's 100% me. I only do solo things for now. I'm open to girl, girl. Um, I probably won't do boy, girl again um but so there's you know mo i still i do movies and pictures and everything's very x-rated but it's it's solo so and they can dm me i talk to them i do personalized custom videos i sell my shoes my panties my bras my whatever you know if they have a special request i also fulfill that too so huh. <laughs> I have like 12 subscribers. They get nothing from me except like photos now and again and an occasional update. <laughs> One day a guy was starting to yummy. Then it's like, what? It's like, dude, I don't, I just can't, I can't, I can't. I'm not meant for this, but I commend you yeah. for doing that, especially in this day and age where there's so many tourists doing OnlyFans. There is a high turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a, I think, but that's why I'm up front. When you click on a few, you know, before you subscribe, I do say it's solo. Okay. That's fair so. enough. And yeah. are there are any vintage things? Pardon? Vintage things on there, like vintage photos, vintage scenes? Um, I don't do that because, honestly, they can download vintage scenes uh, for free. Um, but, I, but I do, like... I, I'm doing a live stream where I will be watching a a scene. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be watching Rocco and my and myself in that scene, and then I'll be commentating and taking questions, and then you know, masturbating. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, you know. So that's that's always fun. So they can pick a scene out, and then I would love to do one with a girl. So I would watch a movie with a girl that I did with a girl and, and take questions and commentate and talk about it and talk about the backstory and, you know, all that. So that's fun. That's going to be fun. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Everyone has different ways of doing live streams, but that's the first time I've heard of uh, someone doing a live stream like that. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I do different live streams. I do. I'll do sad like coffee in the morning. We call it coffee talk where they just pop on and I, I answer questions and just simply have coffee with them. That's kind of interesting. You do like coffee with Nikki Dial. Yeah. So That's pretty cool. See, I like that. I think you should do a cooking one one day. I did that too. Oh yeah? I did. I made, I fucked it up really bad. 
I did a, I think I made pizza and it was terrible. But I had fun doing the live stream. I had my little apron on and it was fun. I have a great time. I, I really do. I enjoy OnlyFans. I'm going to try a live stream on there once and only once. Okay. Like I'm just, just for the I'll sake of it. I'll I'll watch. Okay. I'm just going to, yeah. It lasts probably with my luck, like a whole of five minutes before I probably lose my shit. No. <laughs> Listen, we could live stream together. We should do that. We should, cause yeah. they send, these guys are sending me dick pics. It's like, dude, do not send me a dick pic or I will get a virtual knife and cut your shit off and, and, and put it in a blender or something. No, no dick pic okay. unless you want a dick or raining and then they have to pay for that. Oh, they could pay for that shit? Yeah, you put it on your little tip board. Or dick oh, B rating. You get a dick rating. Dick B rating. <laughs> we will berate your penis if you pay extra. Yeah, we should talk about doing a live stream one day. No, it'll be fun. I think we could do that. We could do like, we could do the uh, the dick pick rating live stream or like something. I don't know how this stuff works. Yeah. We could see, yeah, yeah, we could look at the, we could look at the pictures together while we're on a, and rate them right then and there. See, this is great. Yeah. We're going to have to discuss this. Like that is a, that is definitely a TBD and a TBA at some point, maybe during the weekend of Exotica, because we'll both be there and it'll be good to see you in person. Finally. <laughs> yes. You're going to be there, right? Yeah, I'll be there. <clears throat> yeah. Hey. Yes. Now, if fans want to, in the meantime, subscribe to your OnlyFans, what are your yes. links? Uh, OnlyFans and your Twitter, everything. You're going to kill me because I never remember this. But my OnlyFans is the official Nikki Dial. That's for OnlyFans. And my Twitter is the Nikki Dial. Nikki Dial was already taken, so I had to put the Nikki Dial. Huh. The well, Nikki Dial for Twitter and the official Nikki Dial for in, for my OnlyFans. Okay, great. So guys, remember to subscribe to her OnlyFans. And maybe, maybe if you're nice enough, maybe we will do a live stream for you guys. And it'll be a lot of fun. I promise I'll be nice and I'll um behave myself. <clears throat> you don't have right. to be nice. You'd be like, you're the you're, you know, fire nice. Totally. I'll be ice. You could be fire. Exactly. You see? You be you. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. We so. love you. <laughs> we know. We love you for who you are. Do yeah. Do it. See, this is in car This is female empowerment, guys. Female empowerment at its finest. Don't forget <laughs> to look for her at uh, the Nikki Dial and uh, OnlyFans. And we will throw those links up there, boys and Thank girls. You. Thank you for joining me. Mwah. That is a big virtual kiss for you. And Thank sit you. tight for afterwards. Okay, okay, guys, thanks for joining me for another week of Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. And do not forget to visit betonline.ag. And maybe we could play together and gamble together and do slot machines to do something really cool. Betonline.ag. Thank you. Hey,